right, what's going on, everybody? It's uh, Cameron Hunt here with the American Deciding Factor. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about the Crown Act uh, and, well, one, what it stands for, um, what's its purpose for the bill, and uh, why you should care about it. Because even though it seems so insignificant right now uh, with everything else going on in the world, uh, not only in the world, but, you know, in the United States, uh, like with uh, Kentanji or Kentanji Brown Jackson's hearings, uh, and a load of other stuff. Uh, this is really important, and we need to we need to talk about it. But yeah, without further ado, uh, my name's Cameron Hunt. I'm Isaiah Woody. This is the American Deciding Factor. All right, everybody, uh, let's get into this. We are going to be talking about the Crown Act and why you should care about it, because it is actually very important, and uh, it and is currently already past the House, so let's uh, let's get into this. So what is the Crown Act? Uh, because it stands for something, it's not just, a, you know, it's not an actual crown. So the Crown Act stands for Creating a Respectful and Open World for Natural Hair Act of 2022. It's an um, acronym. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, that sounds pretty nice, right? Like, you know, oh, it's just for creating a respectful and open world for natural hair, right? Um, and without reading, like, too far into the bill, uh, and just seeing it on the surface level, like, it seems fine, right? It looks more like political theater, like, oh, we just want to show our support. Like, you know, there's some yeah. bills like that that are like, oh, we just want to show our support for, you know, like, this this group or whatever it may be. It's like a proclamation. But uh, if you start to really uh, flip through the pages of this bill, through the sections, um, you're, we're going to see uh, where it gets more malicious, where it gets, like, very like darker but so first let's uh let's read a little bit um about the bill and like what it stands for right so uh and you can read this on uh congress the or the congress's website uh that's where we got this information from um so it says with point one throughout united states history society has used in conjunction with skin color hair texture and hairstyle to classify individuals on the basis of race which I don't even know if I would agree with that, like, yeah. at all, because... That's, it's a very anecdotal thing, right? In, like, my, in my opinion. Yes. I don't think that's a widespread... I have never heard of that up until literally this act. Like, yes, like that... It's never something I can I, I, I totally disagree with the premise of that, but that's what the bill says. Uh, number two, so it says, Like one's skin color, one hair has ser- or one's hair has served as a basis of race and national origin discrimination. Um, once again, don't agree with that at all, but that's what it says. It's basically a rewording of the first part. Right. Uh, so, number three, racial and national origin discrimination can and do occur because of long-standing racial and origin biases and stereotypes associated with hair texture and style. Uh, so it's like the same thing. It's saying that it's happened for long periods of time, right? Okay. Um, sure. Uh, so number four, for example, it says... Routinely, people of African descent, you know, of course they have to make it about uh, African Americans, about, you know, black people, because that's what this is for, right? Like, it's it's all about, you know, getting into, uh, it's all about, what's it, uh, what am I trying to say, pandering, you know, to a certain um, style of people that they want to have their vote, especially the Democrats. Uh, people of African descent are deprived of educational and employment opportunities because they are adorned with natural or protective hairstyles in which hair is tightly coiled or tightly curled, or worn locks, cornrows, twists, braids, band, I don't even know how I to say that, knots. Uh, or afros, and you know the list goes on, right? 
Um, and the last one, number five, says racial and national origin discrimination is reflected in school and workplace policies and practices that bar natural or protective hairstyles commonly worn by people of African descent, right? So I just want to say, before we go any further, like, you you can tell that this is totally based, like I said, on, like, one race of people. Um, they don't care about, I would say, anyone else in this bill except the African descent or, you know, like, mm. while, or they would talk about them, right? Yeah, this and is a very specific. I, African and... From my experience, from reading through this, uh, from what I can regather and remember, African is the only uh, like yeah, descent like, that is talked about. Like yes. it's the only national origin, or like African Americans, like the only race or heritage or ethnicity that is talked about. Oh, absolutely! In There's this a, entire bill. There's no other yeah, representation, yeah. I guess. They're just trying to pander to to the black community um, for you know discrimination that doesn't exist. But anyway, so. Uh, you know, like I said, without reading too far into it, you're like, oh, creating a respectful and open world for Natural Hair Act. Like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. But we can already see that um, not only is it only really talking about one race, um, but also it is like, you know, it is very in-depth. Like, obviously, this whoever wrote this, uh, which I didn't care to look that up, I should have, um, they obviously think that people go out of their way to discriminate against black people the, um, because of their hairstyle. The sponsor is Representative Bonnie Watson Coleman, okay, from, yeah. uh, Democrat from New Jersey's 12th District. I see. Okay, well, so um, now, with that being read, you know, you've already heard about um, all of the crazy stuff that they put in this bill to start with, you know, that we just read to you. But let's talk about Section 6, and this is where it gets really into the weeds um, because it talks about employment or about um, an employer's right. So it says, uh, this is section six, uh, a, if you want to look at the bill online, it says prohibition. It shall be unlawful employment practice for an employer, employment agency, labor organization, or joint labor management committee controlling apprenticeship, other training or retraining, um, to fail or refuse to hire or to discharge any individual um, or otherwise to discriminate against an individual based on the individual's hair texture or hairstyle if that hair texture or that hairstyle is commonly associated with a p particular race or national origin. Um, and, and so what that is basically saying for people that don't want to, you know, think about that word throw up that I just uh, hit you with Basically, what that means is that as an employer, as a business owner or, you know, what, whatever you are, you are not allowed to tell someone that they cannot be hired because you don't like their hair. And this also includes, which I didn't see it in here, but I read it online, so I'm assuming it's true because it was from, like, USA Today. So, you know, like, and they're obviously in favor of this bill, so why would it not be true? Um, it, it includes shaving as well, mm -hmm. like... Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, how would, but and how yeah. that would like tire into hair, which like it makes mm -hmm. sense. But I just wanted to put it out there. Mm -hmm. um, this basically means that as an employer, you cannot uh, like re you cannot refuse to hire someone because of their hair, um, regardless of if you like it or not, right? Or maybe it's going to be like in the way or annoying or you know whatever it is, right? Like you don't have to give a reason. Like you just don't like their hair, so yeah. maybe that's why you do, you decide not to hire them, right? It says. That that will be unlawful, and that this act will be enforced 
by the Civil Rights Act. So they are saying, the government, the federal government, this bill they're trying to pass is saying that if you decide that you don't like someone's hairstyle or whatever, so you're not going to hire them, you are violating the Civil Rights Act of 1964, um, and it's a violation like the same like the same kind, um, or it's treated as if it was a violation of like the same sections of the Civil Rights Act, which like that's a big deal. And this also includes things like public housing and public accommodations. Like it's yeah. not just employment, but, but really quickly, that's crazy. That's the jurisdiction of the Civil Rights Act for not liking someone's hair. <laughs> for for just really quickly. The other sections that this, it's like an anti-discrimination against different sections, uh, and those other sections that where you're not allowed to discriminate based on hair would be federally assisted programs. Okay, fair enough. I think Americans as a whole agree that like your hair it doesn't really matter that much. So I don't think we would give our money to people who are going to sit there and pitch a fit about someone's hair. Fair enough. Whatever. Housing program. Your hair has nothing to do with your freaking house. So there's no reason to deprive someone of a house based on their hair, whatever. Like, all these other sections, public accommodations, there's no reason to not let someone into a restaurant because of the way that their hair looks, whatever. Like, all these other sections are excusable to a point because it's like you're not depriving someone or, like, there's no reason to deprive someone of such a basic, like, like nonsensical thing uh, just based on their hair, but... When it comes to employment, the reason that we pick out employment and the reason that this is the, the section that we're specifically focused on is because as an employer, you set the standard for your business. Like you are supposed to be the one who sets the standard. You are supposed to be the one who sets the image for your business. And you, as a business owner, specifically yes. get to curate what that looks like. So regardless yes. of how you want to do that, and whether that's a moral or an immoral practice, if society deems that what you're doing is immoral, more than likely they're going to boycott you and it's going to be bad for business. So that's another place where the free market can just kind of do its own thing and figure itself out. But however, if you decide that you want to keep up a certain standard, for example, with hair, like we're talking about here, let's say you are you have to hire someone at a restaurant and they have an out-of-control afro that is like, down to, like Cameron was saying earlier, I think it was off screen, like to their mid arm to the point where it was like extremely huge. They you could, might would they tell could come them, after you. Yeah, you might would tell them, hey, this is a restaurant. Like, we don't want hair getting in people's food. We kind of have this thing where you got to keep yourself well trimmed just to make sure that you can at least wear a hairnet or something to pin your hair back so that you're not getting it in the customer's food. Because if you got it in the customer's food, it would be bad for business. It would look bad on us. We don't want that happening. Uh, if you say that as an employer now, you can be subject. You can be subject to the Civil Rights Act of 1964. You can be come after and shot down and fined, yeah, fine, prosecuted, whatever. whatever, right? Well, yeah, whatever, because of the Civil Rights Act of 64, or with the same jurisdiction as the Civil Rights Act of 64. Right, and it's not even like you know, like you said, you might not even be. Uh, you know, you're not being racist at all, right? Because that's what this bill is about, like, you know, trying to stop racism of your yeah. of hairstyle or whatever, you know, like race discrimination. But it could really be just like, I don't like your hair, so you need to trim it, or you're not going to have a job here, I'm not going to hire you. Um, or, you know, or it could be something like Isaiah said, you know, it could be a health standard, and that person could be like, oh, well, I think they're being racist. So because of that, um, I'm going to come after them, right? Uh, using the Civil Rights Act as my uh, 
as my proof. You know, like, oh, look, you know, look what I have. So um, this is a broader point, though, and Isaiah kind of touched on it, but I want to talk about it for a second, is that um, is it really your business? Like, let's ask this question. Is it really your business? Is it really your private business, you know, quote, unquote, private, if you aren't even allowed to not hire someone because you don't like their hair? Like, in my, you know, in our opinion, right, like, that's fine. Like, if you don't like someone's hair and they refuse to change it, then that's okay. Like, they don't have to. You're not forcing them. But, however, like, you don't have to hire them because you don't like it. And that's, okay, idea, and that's fine. It's this idea that the employer and the employee have to make a deal that is profitable or that is that is beneficial to the both of them. And if they're unwilling yes. to meet to the terms of that deal, then they don't have a deal. Yes. Um, but asking this question, right, like – if they're going to prosecute you or come after you with the Civil Rights Act because you don't like their hair, then what is next? Is next going to be something like you can't not hire someone because of the color they paint their nails or toenails? Like, is that going to be racist? Oh, well, I paint my nails black and brown because it's, you know, a, well, what I'm, it's a, shot, a sign of respect for my elders or, you know, like for my people from where I come from. So if you don't let me color my nails that color, then you're being racist to me. I mean, is that what it's going to come to? Do we need to start policing things like that? Or, you know, the language someone speaks? Oh, well, if you don't hire me, even though I talk, I only like talking in my native language um, and you require people to talk in English here, um, if you don't like that, then I'm gonna I'm going to come after you because that's racist, right? Like, where does it end, right? And the broader question is: It really your business if the government um, gets to tell you every decision to make regarding hiring and firing or promoting or whatever it may be? If they can control, they being the government, the the federal government or whoever. I mean, it doesn't even have to be the federal government can control who you hire. How long is it until they intrude on other parts of your quote-unquote private business, like your profit or your business decision-making, right? Like, those are the questions we have to ask, and that's why talking about this Crown Act is so important. Because at surface level, it's like, oh, no big deal. But you really get into the weeds, and you're like, holy crap, they are controlling, like, to the, to the T, what a private business does, how they hire or whatever, just based on um, some, you know, fa some fallacy or whatever it is of, oh, well, this might be racist, so we need to protect it. Yeah. And, I mean, kind of like I, I said earlier, if, like, for example, these uh, entities or whatever, these establishments that are, that are getting federal funds, if that's something that the federal government decided to say, hey, if we see an area where people are being, quote, unquote, discriminated against because of their hair, whatever standard that is to you, uh, if the federal government says, hey, we just want to pull our funding for that, then sure, whatever. Like, I don't think a lot of uh, Americans would be mad at that because, number one, that's in the federal government's jurisdiction to do right. the money that they've gained through tax revenue. And I don't think that with that being – that would that money would actually be the people's money of America, and I don't believe that they would be very upset because it's like, okay, fair enough. Like, someone said they don't like their hair. That's a pretty petty argument, so whatever, just – if they're going to be that petty, just pull their funding. Sure, whatever. But it's the, the fact the that it intrudes on a private business. Yeah, the fit that we're making here is that when it comes to your private business and the standards that you want to uphold in your establishment, 
the business doesn't get the the federal government does not get to legislate your business decisions. That's what we're trying. That's the chord that we're trying to strike here. Yes. Um, is it really? That's the question we have to ask. Is it really your business if the government gets to control who you hire or whatever it may be, right? Um, regarding your business and. We could, you know, we'll do it in a later podcast about, like, you know, this goes all the way back to things like the Civil Rights Act, which, you know, I'm not necessarily against, but also it's the idea if you truly want to have private business, then why does the government have a say in uh, in topics regarding this? But, yeah, I mean, uh, if you don't have any uh, other words, uh, that's about it for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much good. Um, I was thinking of something just a second ago, but not. Yeah, I mean, uh, just uh, tell – if. If someone asks about this, uh, and hopefully you guys have a little bit more information now, um, it, this is a big deal, but it's just kind of being passed under the table because there's, you know, there's other big deals going on right now, like the Supreme Court nominee in Ukraine and the budget or whatever it may be, right? So uh, thank you guys for listening so much. This has been an, another awesome episode of the American Deciding Factor. My name is Cameron Hunt. I'm Isaiah Woody, and we will see you guys next time.